Chapter Five of the Portent. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Larry Wilson. The Portent by George MacDonald. Chapter Five, Lady Alice. When the bell rang for dinner, I managed to find my way to the drawing-room, where were assembled Lady Hilton, her only daughter, a girl of about thirteen, and the two boys, my pupils. Lady Hilton would have been pleasant, could she have been as natural as she wished to appear. She received me with some degree of kindness, but the half-cordiality of her manner towards me was evidently founded on the impassableness of the gulf between us i knew at once that we should never be friends that she would never come down from the lofty table-land upon which she walked and that if after being years in the house i should happen to be dying she would send the housekeeper to me all right no doubt i only say that it was so she introduced me to my pupils fine open-eyed manly english boys with something a little overbearing in their manner which speedily disappeared in relation to me lord hilton was not at home lady hilton led the way to the dining-room the elder boy gave his arm to his sister and i was about to follow with the younger when from one of the deep bay windows glided out still and white the same figure which had passed me upon the lawn i started and drew back with a slight bow she preceded me and followed the others down the great staircase seated at table i had leisure to make my observations upon them all but most of my glances found their way to the lady who twice that day had affected me like an apparition what is time but the airy ocean in which ghosts come and go she was about twenty years of age rather above the middle height and rather slight in form her complexion white rather than pale her face being only less white than the deep marbly whiteness of her arms her eyes were large and full of liquid night a night throbbing with the light of invisible stars her hair seemed raven black and in quantity profuse the expression of her face however generally partook more of vagueness than any other characteristic lady hilton called her lady alice and she never addressed lady hilton but in the same ceremonious style i afterwards learned from the old housekeeper that lady alice's position in the family was a very peculiar one distantly connected with lord hilton's family on the mother's side she was the daughter of the late lord glendarock and stepdaughter to lady hilton who had become lady hilton within a year after lord glendarock's death lady alice then quite a child had accompanied her stepmother to whom she was moderately attached and who had been allowed to retain undisputed possession of her she had no near relatives else the fortune i afterwards found to be at her disposal 
would have aroused contending claims to the right of guardianship although she was in many respects kindly treated by her stepmother certain peculiarities tended to her isolation from the family pursuits and pleasures lady alice had no accomplishments she could neither spell her own language nor even read it aloud yet she delighted in reading to herself though for the most part books which mrs wilson characterized as very odd her voice when she spoke had a quite indescribable music in it yet she neither sang nor played her habitual motion was more like a rhythmical gliding than an ordinary walk yet she could not dance mrs wilson hinted at other and more serious peculiarities which she either could not or would not describe always shaking her head gravely and sadly and becoming quite silent when i pressed for further explanation so that at last i gave up all attempts to arrive at an understanding of the mystery by her means not the less however i speculated on the subject one thing soon became evident to me that she was considered not merely deficient as to the power of intellectual acquirement but in a quite abnormal intellectual condition of this however i could myself see no sign the peculiarity almost oddity of some of her remarks was evidently not only misunderstood but with relation to her mental state misinterpreted such remarks lady hilton generally answered only by an elongation of the lips intended to represent a smile to me they appeared to indicate a nature closely allied to a genius if not identical with it a power of regarding things from an original point of view which perhaps was the more unfettered in its operation from the fact that she was incapable of looking at them in any ordinary commonplace way it seemed to me sometimes as if her point of observation was outside of the sphere within which the thing observed took place and as if what she said had a relation occasionally to things and thoughts and mental conditions familiar to her but at which not even a definite guess could be made by me i am compelled to acknowledge however that with such utterances as these mingled now and then with others silly enough for any drawing-room young lady which seemed again to be accepted by the family as proofs that she was not altogether out of her right mind she was gentle and kind to the children as they were still called and they seemed reasonably fond of her there was something to me exceedingly touching as the solitariness of this girl but no one spoke to her as if she were like other people or as if any heartiness were possible between them perhaps no one could have felt quite at home with her but a mother whose heart had been one with hers from a season long anterior to the development of any repulsive oddity but her position was one of peculiar isolation for no one really approached her individual being and that she should be unaware of this loneliness seemed to me saddest of all 
i soon found however that the most distant attempt on my part to show her attention was either received with absolute indifference or coldly repelled without the slightest acknowledgment but i returned to the first night of my sojourn at hilton hall End of chapter 4